out in the desert. Neighbors claims they practice witchcraft. Well, hey, hi, howdy, hello, everybody. Hello. Well, wow, what a very southern welcome. I am. I so have excited. expected that I was walking into a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's the new. Uh, it's the Cracker Barrel podcast. Jesus, that might be an idea. <gasps> we'll put. We'll discuss O-M that. O M to the motherfucking Sunday fried chicken. We're going to discuss that in the staff meeting this week. <laughs> Who's on staff, staff girl? I mean, you and I sitting around in Who our was underwear. on staff? Talking about our lives. I would, you know what? You know what? The best staff meeting. Uh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. I think all staff meetings would be better if you were allowed to show up to the staff meeting in your underwear. That's a great icebreaker. Mm-hmm. What kind of underwear are you wearing today, Todd? <laughs> the only way that would suck, and it the only way that would suck, is on the days when you forget to do your laundry. So you got to mm. dig that old ratty looking pair of undies out from the back of the drawer. Mm-hmm. That's the only day. That's the only time it would suck. Yeah. I guess it, it would, would be difficult. I mean, I guess it would be daring during period week too, but we won't talk about that anyway. Wow. What a turn. <laughs> I'm so what a excited. Turn, folks. Are you really? To podcast today. Are you really? I am. I am just, I, I don't, and I don't really particularly have a reason. But I'm just really excited to come record the show with you. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling into it. We have some new beautiful candles from our girl Ashley at Candles with Intention. If y'all haven't heard about her, you got to go check her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were running a little bit low in our candle stock. Y'all know we burn. We, we record every single. Actually, y'all might not know if this is your first time. Um, but we record every episode by candlelight. And we were running a little low on our candles. So we said... Let's that's, go ahead. That's what happens when you burn 32 candles yes. at a time. Yes. Every week. Yes. Um, for like two hours. Yes. Uh, so we said, you know, let's just, let's support a small business. Let's support some of our listeners. Let's go for it. And we did. So we ordered a bunch of cool shit from her. Um, we have like a moon. Oh, I just, I clacked in your You ear. did. You did. <laughs> Sorry. This is not Netflix and kill. Let me clean myself up. Please. God. Uh, Jesus. So we have the basic witch candle. We have the moon milk candle. We have the midnight moon wolf candle. We have the stay wild moon child. There's clearly a theme. Uh, And we have the galaxy candle. And they are all fabulous. They smell delicious. They are gorgeous. And we're just happy to have some fucking light up in this bitch. For real. Maybe it's just that it's brighter that I'm so excited to record. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't really know where this energy came from. Where's what happened? <laughs> what happened? I need to know what happened. No, we're we're definitely excited. You know, we've got uh, we've got some new uh, invocations that we're gonna do. We do Katie's gonna with talk a fresh some, candle, girl. Katie's gonna talk some bullshit today. We may have an yeah. email at the end of the episode. So essentially, what I'm saying is, is that we have content, and <laughs> we're gonna deliver that to you today we may have an email aka we have one it has been put on the agenda for today it's on the itinerary we have written it in blood in the wall in front of us it's on the agenda the agenda the agenda agenda, whatever you want to call it sis it's on the agenda for the pantsless staff meeting that we are having today with you here on the haunted who's taking notes who's our note taker christy get on that um (laughs) 
Mod Squad members. That's you. Danielle is squad. in charge of bringing the snacks. Y'all better write something down. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the episode, they just have like sketches of like <laughs> random shit. Actually, uh, Christy, instead of taking notes, has just like knitted something. <laughs> she knitted a visual uh, tapestry of everything we talked oh, about. Oh, very midsummer. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I love that IKEA shit. Um, all right, so let's get into welcoming our new family members because we have yet again more Patreon folks to invoke uh-huh. on the show. We have two. We've got some names, y'all. We do. We have two new folks joining us today. Y'all are keeping us busy on these invocations. I love it. We love it. We got some fresh candles for y'all today. So without further ado i'm gonna invoke the first person Ooh. you ready yeah i'm ready i'm ready they're ready so first up is megan and she is a stay spooky squad member stay spooky all right and to the next person who's decided to join our beautiful, spooky little family here is Samantha N., who is also a member of our Stay Spooky Squad. Squad? Fabulous. Well, welcome to the family, folks. Yeah, welcome to our dark little corner. Your candles are lit and well sit beside our mic stands throughout the end of the episode. And of course, as we light your candles, we are sending you all sorts of good intentions for health, wealth, and happiness. And that couldn't be more important than right now in the time, in the crazy times that we are living in. So we are sending you all of those good vibes. We are sending you none of that bullshit. In fact, we are sending you bullshit repellent. (laughs) <laughs> to repel the bullshit away from your physical person and your spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And we just thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. We really appreciate all of the support. I mean, it is because of you guys that we're able to, um, you know, get things that we need for the show that help us out, um, but also allows us to give back to the community too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, purchasing candles and in things from small businesses that also support us. So um, we really appreciate it. And like I said, we can't thank you enough. We can't. We certainly cannot. But you didn't come here to just hear us say thank you. Mm-mm. This, this isn't didn't. the thank you podcast. <laughs> uh, I love this recurring theme we have where it's this isn't the thank you podcast. This isn't the this isn't the give a fuck podcast. This God. isn't this isn't it's a lot of podcasts. Enough. It isn't. Um, but you know what it is? What? It's the Haunted Heart Podcast. It is the Haunted Heart Podcast. With your hosts, Kenny and Katie. Yes, Kenny and Katie. And we're here to talk what? What are we here to talk? I talk a lot about a dark shit. A lot of dark shit is what you told me. You said we were getting dark, and I'm like, well. But you also said you were in a good mood. Or you weren't in a dark space. Yes, I'm not in a dark space, and that's probably good. Uh it's probably good to not be in a dark space as we approach today's topic, today's subject material, because today's topic is quite dark. Uh, this might be an episode that some people have to nope out on, and that is totally fine. Protect yourself. Do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Well, what if I want to nope out? You're not allowed. <laughs> All right. You're fucking stuck here. Okay, great. 
cool against my will we love it your Um, mental health is not enough (laughs) your mental health is not important right now what's important is going on with the show yes you signed Uh, a contract uh, did i of the soul did i i don't remember that in our uh uh, what it, quarterly intake meeting? Is that what Quarter, is that a thing? Quarterly in our, in I don't know staff, what that means, but um, I don't remember that last quarter. But that's oh, fine. It's okay. It's um, all right. So we're not in a dark space, uh, but we're getting ready to get into one. Apparently, we are. We are. <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about a topic that has been on my list to cover for quite a while. Um, it's we're kind of throwing it back with this one, really, because it's going to be a bit of a instead of focusing on one particular case, because I feel like we've been we've been looking at a lot of cases lately, which is fun. We love looking at cases, but I kind of wanted to throw it back to um, the earlier kind of the earlier era of the show where we would talk about like a bunch of different instances. We would curate a bunch of different mini stories around one particular theme. I really hope you didn't expect me to bring something today. No. <laughs> okay, because no. I'm like, hmm. No. Also this- <laughs> missed that note. So, so we're sort of exploring uh, a particular um, genre of true crime, I would say, today. And we're going to talk about... Um, several different cases that are part of under the umbrella basically of this type of um of crime interesting okay so we're gonna dive right on in i'm i've got my my life vest on and there's a reason that we did this episode now as opposed to a couple weeks ago because i didn't want to put this episode on mother's day week because we're talking fetal abduction Oh, God. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Way to just really... I don't know, though. See, I would have rather had it on Mother's Day. (laughs) But that's because we're terrible people and probably would not have worked well. Kind of like that time that we... Didn't I do, like, coffin births? You did. You did. Um, Yeah. Was that for Mother's Day? I thought per, it was. But maybe. It probably I was. I thought it was. <laughs> it probably was. Coffin births. Hey, still a fascinating subject if you ask me. Yeah. It just felt like a lot uh, to have this episode come out around that time. So we did not do that. So we. So it's coming uh, out the we, week I mean, after. It's fine. It's Yeah, it's the week <laughs> after. It's fine. Um, everybody's planning for Father's Day now. It's all good. Uh, so yes, so we are talking fetal abduction cases. Fetal abduction cases are exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so if that is something that is triggering for you, feel free to sign off now. We will not be upset with you. You have a free hall pass to exit the pantsless staff meeting that is this episode that is happening. And uh, take care of yourself. We love you and we'll see you on the next one. Or just, you know, you can come back at the end of the episode, listen to our end of episode bullshits, and then, and then, and you know, go like, back next episode. To our You're still going to fucking gonna listen. <laughs> All right. So, fetal abduction. Yes. Or, as it is referred to in the media, quote, womb raiding, end quote. Raiding? Womb raiding. Like Lara Croft Tomb Raider, except like Lara Croft Womb oh. Raider. Yeah, it's not. It's. Dumb. Ah, womb yeah. raiding. Yeah, I hate that Ooh, term. Who, uh, who, who did that? Who? The media, capital T, capital M. Hmm. Who knows? 
Wow. Yeah. Poor choice. Yeah. Uh, so fetal abduction refers to the rare crime of child abduction by kidnapping of an at-term pregnant mother and extraction of her fetus through a crude cesarean section. In the small number of reported cases, a few pregnant victims and about half of their fetuses survived the assault and non-medically performed cesarean. So uh, what we should know going in is that this is by no means something common that happens. This is a very, the total number of fetal abductions that have been reported, we'll get into it a bit later, is quite small. Um, Not to say insignificant, because of course it's quite significant to the people that it's happening to, but um, it's not something that's like happening every day, right? Hmm. But because it is so sensationalized, I feel like it's kind of like that. Um, I feel like when it does happen, it's so sensationalized and it's everywhere, like a case that involves that, that it kind of like permeates everything. But it actually, in reality, the numbers of of instances of that are pretty small. Uh, So let's talk about the profile of fetal abductors. Basically, we're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about the profile. Um... And then we're going to get into a couple cases. Okay. So um, fetal abduction is usually perpetrated by a woman after a significant amount of organized planning, like to an obsessive level. The abductor may befriend the pregnant victim. The abductor is so determined to impersonate a pregnant mother that she may use, she may gain weight um, and take medications or take things that make her gain weight that have that as a side effect. She may also use prosthesis to fake a pregnancy, and she may even cut herself internally to make it look as if she's recently given birth. Mm. She may take the kidnapped newborn to a hospital following the abduction, um, and that would be where the cutting yourself internally comes in because they're trying to make it look like they gave birth to that baby. Um, that they're then immediately taken to a hospital. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children spokesperson Kathy Nahirani stated in 2007, quote, many times the abductor fakes a pregnancy and when it is time to deliver the baby must abduct someone else's child, end quote. It comes down to an issue primarily of delusion. Basically, these women lie elaborately Um, about being pregnant for whatever reason whether that is to please a partner or whether that is because of their own compulsion to be a mother they lie elaborately um, and basically fake their pregnancy until they get to the end of the line where they must produce a baby or be proven a liar and unfortunately some of them choose to go to criminal extremes to produce said baby I mean, this just doesn't seem like a process that we think through. I mean, maybe we do, but like you, you, you got to think. Like, if you're gonna start this girl, like, I mean, someone gonna be expecting something to come out at the end of it. Yeah, it's it's an issue of clearly somebody who is going to this level is suffering from pretty serious delusion. Um, not to bring up Casey Anthony at a time like this, but. Uh, we kind of see the same thing. If you're familiar with that case, there are multiple instances in that case where Casey Anthony just bullface lied, like bullface lied. Um, she said that she worked at one particular place. And so the police literally took her there and they were like, show us your office. And like, she walked through the building, <laughs> had no idea where the fuck she was going <laughs> until she finally turned on a hallway that there was no, there were no doors. It was a dead end hallway. And then she like stopped and then turned around and looked at the police. And she was just like, yeah, I don't work here. 
But like, I'm sorry. It's like it, it's this delusion of if I keep going, if I believe it enough, then it'll be true, or or it doesn't matter if it's true or not because it's what I believe. Like it's that kind of delusional thinking where you are willing it to be, but you are completely refuting the fact that reality lines up with that, like, not at all. And I believe in chaos magic. I was literally about to say, like, this just sounds like some chaos magic gone completely wrong. So I believe in chaos magic. I'm a proponent of chaos magic. I think that it is um, very useful. And um, I, in some ways, practice chaos magic myself. But the thing about that is a lot of people think that magic chaos magic included um a lot of people think that magic is simply casting a smell a A smell smell. casting Casting a smell smell. yeah yeah i mean maybe which is in quarantine because that's 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 something different honey that's uh, that's called flatulence yes um no a lot of people think that magic is casting a spell to make something happen to produce some sort of result in the world and on one hand that's sort of right but that's a very simplistic view of magic um magic is simply in my opinion it's a lot of things but in my opinion i think it is hyper focusing your energies on a particular outcome on one particular goal it's much more like self-help than people think i think um and when you're using magic the appropriate way you're doing everything that you can to help manifest this thing like if your thing is you want to change careers then you don't just recite a poem and like wave a stick of sage and light a candle and then the next day somebody calls you with a job that's like that's not how it works instead you are researching everything about this new career that you want to go into. You are pursuing education in that career. If that's what's needed, you are dedicating your time to that. You're dedicating your thoughts to that. And the magic element of it comes from meditating on this outcome, visualizing this outcome, you know, taking things like candles and crystals and allowing those to kind of be touch points for focusing your intention on this thing that you want to manifest. But the, the, given there is that you're doing everything physically possible to manifest that for yourself and this sort of hyper focus that you're applying to it if you want to call it magic is going to kind of be the final piece that kind of pulls that all together and that also hones your focus right and kind of feeds you and your goal well but here's the deal this ain't no no virgin mary situation honey ain't no amount of meditation gone yes Make your ass pregnant. Right, right. So, Unless you meditating on top of a dick. Uh, <laughs> and then maybe that might that might work. Uh, but, no, that's not how it's going to no. work. At the end of the day, you're going to end up like Casey Anthony. You're going to be down that damn hallway and you're going to turn around and look. Well, shit, guess I'm not pregnant. Sorry about it. I mean, psych. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why my mind like connects that part of the Casey Anthony trial to fetal abduction. But every time like I'm researching this topic or every time I'm like talking about a case where this is involved, I always like think of that moment in that investigation because it's just such a clear representation of delusional thinking. Delusional thinking is 
if I believe it hard enough, it will be true. Right. Mm. And in the meantime, completely refuting reality. And that's what we see a lot of times with these women who, and they are primarily women, who carry out fetal abductions. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children recorded 18 cases of fetal abductions in the United States between 1983 and 2015, which represented 6% of the recorded 302 cases of infant abductions. So that's what I mean when I say these numbers are really small. Mm -hmm. Between 85 and 2015, we only have 18 cases. If we wanted to take the time we could actually go through all 18 of those cases today. We're not going to do that because this podcast would be like four hours like, long. Oh, my God. And like, everybody would be no. super fucking depressed. No, don't do that. Good feeling would be completely gone. I mean, it's going to be eventually, but. Fucking the candles are completely well, burned down. <laughs> and I'm just over here like dead. Yes. And you're like yeah, case number 18. Going, case number 18. Yeah. It'd be like that SpongeBob meme 2,000 years later. 2,000 years later. Yeah, but that's what I mean when I say this is not something that is particularly common. It is very sensationalized in the media, so that's why I think a lot of people um, just have, I don't know if it's that they have a clear memory of it or because it's so sensationalized it just kind of sticks with you, but this is not something that's happening every week, um, mercifully. Well, I think it's just such, uh, because it's such a violation, right? You know what I mean? Like the magnitude of the fact that you're, you know, stealing an infant from, like, inside another person just is like i mean murder itself i mean obviously clearly i don't have to state is wrong but like you're really this is like opening another person up like you're it is such a violation Mm -hmm. like that you are literally taking something from inside them very much in the same vein of like organ trafficking you know what i mean like it's except that something that you're taking is capable of it's a fetus at the time that you're going in to take it out but it's potentially capable of being its own life form well yeah i mean i'm not so it's like a double yeah it's like two people that are being violated it's really yeah i just think it sticks with people yeah it's so, fucked up it is it's super fucked up um of the current list of 25 reported cases which of course doesn't include attempts four of the mothers and 13 of their fetuses survived This list distinguishes an attempted fetal abduction as without either murder of the mother or extraction of the fetus. So basically what that means is there's 25 total reported cases where um, where the fetal abductor actually was actually opened the mother up and took the fetus out. They're not counting cases where they attempted to do that, but either like weren't able to do a cesarean on the mother or they weren't able to get the fetus out. Um they're they're basically only counting the cases where the person the fetal abductor was able to extract the fetus mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. so there could be more cases where that was attempted but maybe we didn't get to that stage yeah um so yeah uh the few cases that involve this incredibly dark topic have captivated people and even inspired a 2007 French horror film called uh, who? Huh? It, it translates to inside, um, which tells the story of a pregnant woman who's attacked by a sadistic woman who wants her unborn child. I actually found this movie available for rent on YouTube, so we can do a watch party for this if you guys want. 
I would really like to see this, and I held off on watching it because I thought that it might be interesting to do a watch party. What's hold on? What's the name of it's it? It's called Inside, but it it's like written in French. Huh. And it was from 2007. Um, but it's available for rent on YouTube, so um, we can totally watch it if you guys are interested. Facebook group is where you would go for details on that. <laughs> for the deets. So today, we're going to take a look at a few of these cases. Obviously, I put a trigger warning up at the beginning of the episode, but another trigger, mor- trigger warning for any new moms out there. You might just want to skip over this one, babe. Yeah, definitely. So first we have the murder of Margaret Sweeney. This was 1974. In one of the first reported cases of fetal abduction, a 36-year-old woman named Winifred Ransom, which, by the way, what a name, Winifred Ransom. Winifred Ransom. Uh, Winifred hacked and shot to death 26-year-old Margaret Sweeney in Philadelphia in November 1974. Sweeney was eight months pregnant at the time. After first knocking Sweeney unconscious, Ransom cut the fetus out of her with a butcher knife. Sweeney regained consciousness during the struggle, at which point Ransom struck her with a hatchet at least 20 times and then shot her three times. Ransom buried Sweeney beneath the floorboards of her kitchen, and eventually Ransom's husband alerted authorities about three days later. Police found Sweeney's body on November 16th. Miraculously, the baby girl survived and was cared for by her grandfather. Ransom was acquitted on the grounds of insanity. Unbelievably, though, she was released from Byberry State Hospital Mental Institution after only 20 months. 20 months? Less than two years. What kind of shit, man? Like... How did, they, did um, do we know how they know how they knew each other or did they not know each other? We hmm. don't, I, I kind of don't think that they did know each other. Um, this was one of the first cases that was reported of this. It may be the first. Um, so this was kind of like the first time that I think anybody had really seen this. And I mean, of course this happened, you know, back in the day, I'm sure. But in the modern era, I think this was the first time that we had kind of seen this thing here. Uh, and it was in Philly. Mm. Yeah. I can't believe that. Only 20 months. Yeah, 20 months. Um, I am a proponent of rehabilitation, but I do think that 20 months is an awfully short, like, stay in a mental hospital to, to, to correct I mean, those, those I, issues. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I, but... I kind of feel like maybe we should just kept on just a, just a little longer. Just, yeah, no. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I don't know what in the world goes through someone's mind like that, but I just feel like that that is just something that isn't easily like you just don't come back from easily. Right. You know what I mean? I like it's not something that months. you just like sit in a group therapy session and you know express your feelings and then you're like, you know, peace be with you, go to God, yeah. Namaste. Yeah. Uh, no, you gonna stay your ass uh, in this mental hospital, mm-hmm. um, potentially forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, no, I don't believe that. Yeah. Especially because I know that the types of therapies they were using 
in the 70s like in the yeah. mid 70s and uh, i don't think they fixed her but you know i'm not a doctor so i'm just a podcaster what do i know <laughs> we know a lot what you talking about so several years later uh in albuquerque new mexico in 1987 cindy ray was eight months pregnant when she was kidnapped at Kirtland Air Force Base outside a prenatal clinic. Darcy Pierce was 19 years old when she strangled the pregnant woman to death. Pierce reportedly used her car keys to open Ray's wound, snatching the unharmed fetus, Millie. Millie survived, and Pierce was sentenced to 30 years for life for her crime. With fucking car keys. Yes. So this case was particularly interesting because um, it's kind of, this sort of goes against what we were talking about when we were talking about the profile of a fetal abductor. Um, Remember I said these are people who are very deep in their delusions, but they are also planners. They are people who have gone over this and over this and over this. They've lined up, what if this happens? What if that happens? They kind of have an agenda for this thing that they're going to carry out mm. and they've kind of thought from step to step to step and they've prepped and it's something that they have not necessarily fantasized over but they are they consider in some way preparing for this thing that they're going to do to be an extension of their mothering right so it's I'm such a good mom I'm prepared for any outcome I'm prepared for this if this happens or this happens or whatever and like here's the goal you know mm-hmm. um but in this case you know we have this 19 year old who by the way is very young um to be doing this um and she doesn't seem prepared at all she doesn't know the victim usually fetal abductors will befriend the victim first and earn their trust. Mm-hmm. She just picked this woman up at an Air Force base outside a prenatal clinic. She doesn't sound like she was prepared for a cesarean. She has no sort of instruments. Maybe she's 19. She didn't have any. But, you know, to do it with car keys is like kind of an improvised thing, I feel like. And that doesn't sound very planned, right? No, I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it doesn't seem like it was it like she had prepared for that. Like she was like it kind of just sounds like she was had found her way in this in this parking lot and then right. just so happened this you know her victim came out and she saw that she was you know pregnant would you say she was how many months along she was 8 months 8 months um yeah. so and then just like fucking went for it and yeah. then like the only thing that she had was her keys. Right. It's very strange. This That one was very unusual. That was a 1987 case, and it's very kind of, it, it's outside the norm, if there can be considered a norm, for fetal abductions. Yeah, no. And then the fact that, I mean, she didn't, I don't know, she didn't know them. She didn't know this person. It just seems... Um, like, I almost question if she actually had the intention of doing that when she was there. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? She didn't bring any tools, you know? So I'm wondering if it was just, like, something that just kind of snapped. Yeah. I think an- another big factor is her age. Um, she was only 19 a lot of times. Um, I don't know. Didn't we do an episode called Teens Who Kill? 
Did we do an episode just covering like teenage uh, crimes? We did something. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I think we did that uh, yeah, way we did. back. No, we did. We yeah. did an episode of Teens Who Kill. I think that was the episode where you did, it was that guy who was the edgelord. Yes. And uh, Yeah, I remember him in his mm. fucking trench coat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I think that is a factor here as well because we have somebody who is so young. Um, I don't hate young people. Trust me. I'm not a fuddy-duddy old person. I'm an old person, but I'm not fuddy-duddy. Um, but, you know, it is it is a scientific fact. It is a known fact that your brain is still, you know, shaping itself when you're a teenager. You're still kind of, like, going through some things. And, you know, because of that, Teenagers can be very impulsive. Teenagers can. And, and when we look at that in the context of true crime, their crimes are often very poorly planned. Um, there's not a lot of thinking about contingencies. There's not a lot of organization. And that seems to be reflected here in this particular case. Um, so I think that was a factor as well. But yeah, at least definitely. there we're seeing a sentence that's a little bit more um, a little bit more palatable, 30 years to life seems to be you know they're taking it a bit more seriously yeah yes rather than i mean i guess in a mental institution (laughs) okay so now we're moving right along to 2000 and my mental health is declining (laughs) it's a bummer i'm slowly it's like it's like great i'm trying to figure out like it's really hard it's really hard when we do these subjects where it's like really dark but yet you know it's like dark, but make it comedy. It's tough to bring it. It's up. really hard to bring it up. Really so it, you you just gotta be you just gotta be real with it, folks. This shit's hard. We need these Patreon candles I, tonight to bring some it light is here. Lighting a path. I am looking at this mercury glass, and it is just feeding my soul right now. <laughs> um, but I mean, sure, yeah, let's go. Keep on. All right. We'll keep on. Okay. Keep it on. What else you got I mean, for sure. me over there on that fucking you know computer of death over there? In my like tome of like it's like the Necronomicon, it's like human skin, mm, and I just like peel you it just, open yeah, to and you like flip, reveal the mm-hmm. universe's horrors. And you just fucking flip right past all the fucking uh what do you what do, I don't I, I blocked them out of my memory. <laughs> fucking I flip past um, number stations, I number flip stations. past the Mandela effect. Yeah. I couldn't I even remember the fucking names for those. I literally maybe just had in the reality that block. you that you we're not came d- from. no no we're we not doing that. Do that episode. There is only one reality. And one day I'm gonna one. delete that episode from the fucking feed and pretend we never did it, and I'm gonna get everybody, like everybody on the Facebook group, to play along. It's gonna be great. I swear to God, if you do, th- <laughs> I'm not even worried about that. You pulling off a stunt <laughs> like that, please. You would definitely need help. I have the help of the moderators. We'll we'll figure it We're out. We're not. I swear to God, if admin. that happens, and I'm I'm saying I'm talking to everyone who is on our Facebook group and listening right now. <laughs> I will come for every single last this one of you. This is a personal plea. This is a <laughs> please, please don't, because I really, really can't handle that. I don't think, and um, I, I'm not prepared. So continue. <laughs> All right. So in Ravina, Ohio, in 2000, Teresa Andrews was 23 years old and pregnant when she ran into Michelle Bica. Bica was 13, 39 years old and was pretending to be pregnant at the same time, and the two exchanged addresses. Shortly thereafter, Bica started stalking Andrews. 
On September 27, 2000, Bika invited Andrews to her home, then killed her, extracted the fetus she was carrying, and buried Andrews in her garage. The baby survived, and Bika claimed he was her son. When Bika was being investigated by the FBI, she became fearful of punishment for her crime and shot herself. Damn. I mean, I, I, I say that in regards to, like, the child in this situation. Like, shit. Well, really, just everybody. I mean, it's very sad. What what we see in these in these cases is a great deal of mental illness. Um, mental that? illness, of it's... course, doesn't excuse behavior because no, it's not it your fault, but it is your responsibility. But it it's kind of these cases are always tough to read about because the perpetrators often do struggle with very severe mental illness. And There's this uh, sound bite that's going around. It's pretty trendy on the, the TikToks now uh, where it's like this fucking British accent and it's like, maybe, just maybe, it's mental illness, in it? In it. <laughs> I need that for, like, um, my life. It's a great soundbite. I play it often <laughs> when I'm looking in the mirror. I need um, that to be, like, you know how, like, back in the day, like, video conferencing had, like, the little doorbell sound when somebody entered, like, the chat Yeah, room? they still do. Okay, so I need that as my doorbell noise when I enter the chat. Like, I need that sound clip of, <laughs> maybe it's mental illness in it. <laughs> That's what I need. And then I just show up and I'm like, hey, guys, happy Friday. Uh, how's everybody doing? Hopefully yeah. everybody's doing well. Yeah. Um, so she buried her in her garage. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm guessing it was messy. I'm trying to figure. I'm guessing. Or maybe. Buried, like my hopes and dreams. Um, yeah, I don't know. That part was weird to me. I was like, buried in her garage. Interesting. Is it like a dirt floor garage? Like, no, I think we're either talking Rubbermaid or we're talking it's a very messy garage. Mm. And we're just kind of like piling stuff on top of other stuff. And then we just put a corpse there. Again, this just goes back to just not planning because, first yeah. of all, you have put this body in your garage, right? So, well, like, I think this is delusion. Actually, I think this is this is this is giving yourself over to delusion because she has she's not only trying to convince everybody else that this is her son, she somehow pulls it off. Well, she didn't pull it off. The baby's will to live persevered, which is amazing to me that so many of these. Well, that's kids what survive, I'm saying. Right? I'm like, shit. A lot of these, the infants seem to survive this, and it's like, yeah. that's crazy because we often think of you know this They're being so such a fragile yeah. state, and yeah. and like, shit. And it is, but life uh, finds a way. Girl, just like Jeff Goldblum told us in Jurassic Park. So yeah, he the baby survives. You know, due to, I guess, the will to live, to strength, to, you know, whatever you want to see it as. And um, and at that point, you know, she's convincing everyone else that he's her son. She has convinced herself that this is her son. And at that point, this person whose life she just dispensed of is just baggage, trash. Like like a piece of trash is whatever. what it seems yeah, like. Just, just something that just she just kind of... just something stowed away in the garage that's forgotten threw about. Threw in her garage. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Hmm. Um, that's the situation. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple more cases that we'll look at. I have, t- I have two more. Um, the next one is in Portland, Oregon in 2009. 
stay weird. Isn't that the one? Isn't it Portland that says stay yeah. weird? Yeah. That's the guy. Uh, there's a. Isn't there a For guy there? For a second, there I was going to be the... like, wait, no, it's stay spooky. <laughs> you, um... Wrong brand. Oops. Uh, no, that's where the. There's a guy who rides a unicycle there. I think. Sounds and, like, like Portland. He he rides a unicycle honest. and then like plays in, like bagpipes. I think. He just rides the unicycle in a circle and plays the bagpipes. Into and there's that. just the, the picture of the... the uh, now I'm about to say stay spooky, but <laughs> stay weird. Whatever. I don't fucking know. It's fucking Portland. I we never, should do I've a collab. I've never uh, been there. We two people who have never been to Portland, Oregon, should do... Like, should team up with Portland, Oregon tourism and do, like, a stay weird, stay spooky, like, moment. It would be cute. If if Portland, Oregon Fly is Fly us out. Let's do it. Let's do it, Portland. <laughs> hey, Portland, if you're listening, um, let's get us go. out there after quarantine, of course. Yeah, after um, quarantine, when everything's safe, we will come out there. We will do, we will stay spooky. You guys will stay weird. It'll be an amalgamation. Awesome would that be, though? Portland would probably fuck with it. It's a really cool place. Like, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. You just said you've never been. I mean, it's a cool place as in like it has the aura of like a cool place, uh-huh. kind of like how, you know, New York is a cool place. Even if you've never been to New York, it's kind of like it's got that like it's got that aura about it. Portland Seems, has that aura. All right. Well, then well, let's talk hair. about the um, horrible death that happened. Um, <laughs> Look, we're bringing it up. We're bringing it up. <laughs> trying. Yeah, no, trying it really hard. Portland's a great place. Never been. The um, transitions are tough for me, though, to get back in this. It is. It so, is. So Portland's where we are. Um, this was Just maybe, cut right into it, actually. This was maybe not so good of a day in 2009 in Portland. Uh, Karina Elaine Roberts, who was 29 at the time, murdered pregnant Heather Megan Snively. Uh, pregnant woman Heather Megan Snively, who was 21 at the time, before cutting the fetus out of Snively's uterus. Roberts had begun faking a pregnancy for her boyfriend and her family, claiming that she was expecting twins. She posted ads for baby items on Craigslist, and after multiple attempts to meet with other pregnant women fell through, she was able to lure Snively to her Beaverton area home, where she lived with her boyfriend and her two children, on June 5th, 2009. She then murdered Snively in the bathroom and cut out the fetus, a baby boy, out of Snively's uterus. After covering Snively's body in carpet and hiding it in a crawl space beneath the house, Roberts called her boyfriend, Jan Shubin, claiming he needed she needed help delivering her baby. He came home to find Roberts in the bathtub with the water running, crying uncontrollably and holding the baby boy, who was not breathing. Mm-hmm. Paramedics took Roberts and the baby back to the or took Roberts and the baby to the hospital, where doctors determined that Roberts had not given birth. Because again, it's pretty obvious when you've given birth that you've given birth. Right. Just pushed like a watermelon through like a hole this big. Uh huh. You know how big. You can't see I, it. I saw, the, I saw the video that was one kidding. time in school. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious uh, that you have just given birth to a child, and it's also pretty obvious when you haven't. Uh, so, hospital staff, alarmed, called the police, who arrested Roberts and located, they also located Snively's body in Roberts' home that night. The baby boy unfortunately could not be revived and was pronounced dead at the hospital. Shit. An autopsy showed that Snively suffered between 15 and 30 blows, mostly to the back of her head, as well as multiple cuts to her right breast and abdomen and bite marks on her right arm. 
The medical examiner was able to determine that while the head injuries had likely knocked Snively unconscious, it was the abdominal incisions and blood loss that actually killed her. Roberts pleaded guilty to one count of aggravated murder and agreed to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So did I hear correctly? Did this, uh, did our um, murderer have kids? Mm-hmm. Two. Had two. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting element uh, in this one. Uh, a lot of times we see this from women who are unable to have children for whatever reason, who um, for whatever reason pregnancy is just not happening for them, whether that's fertility issues or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, she already had two children. But did she? Did she we, like officially have them, or did she just appear? No, I think a, those were okay. I think those were all right. I, I, I'm. I think know, th- I think they were hers. I mean, I'm just saying, concerned. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine being like the doctor or the nurses in that situation, where mm-hmm. you just have someone who is in here because they just have, you know, claimed to have given birth, and you've got this, this, this baby, and then you just look, and it's just like, hmm. can you fucking imagine? I would be. I would probably piss myself. I would be so fucking spooked i fucking like, would i can feel it like even just imagining it like i can feel it like at the base of my spine you uh-huh. know when you when you like come to a realization you're like oh fuck it's the same thing like in really good horror movies where there's like there's like a moment a twist or a shift in the movie and like something becomes clear to you that was obscured to you before yeah and like it's this moment of like oh fuck and you like feel it come up from the base of your spine it's like this tingly feeling it's kind of like asmr but it's way more intense and it just like comes all the way up your spine and you're just like shit and at the same time your stomach is like dropping out of your vagina or your whatever if you're dude <laughs> you're not to, i don't know uh, but like I, I could not fucking imagine like she shows up with this baby and they do a vaginal on her and like there's nothing there yeah, that's what Fuck. I that's that was my first thought. I would like I just don't know how would you react like hmm. I mean probably uh, really good because okay. like the the thing about doctors and nurses particularly in the ER and particularly in L&D is they labor and delivery. They are so good about like not reacting in the moment because I think that they're at crisis point so much. And so often that they just kind of are like, okay, I cannot react to this information. We are going to now take the next step. We're just going to make sure this patient stays well, very calm. We're going to exit the room. Then we're going to call the fucking cops because we got to figure out where she got this fucking baby. Well, from. also because I'm pretty sure that like as, you know, health professionals, they probably also have an understanding. Like they're probably, their first thought probably isn't like this bitch done murdered somebody and got their baby. You know what I mean? Like they, they probably are able to take a more... Um, no, I'm pretty sure that is probably their first well, fucking thought. I mean, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Like, they see so many different things that, like, they pretty much have to have, like, an, like, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, an not objective, but I guess objective, like, huh. Like, maybe she didn't kill her baby. Maybe some, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe something else. Like, I don't think that their first thought is to just make a snap assumption on something. I think that they That's have true. a thought process that they have to go through and eliminate other 
variables first before they jump to something. That's true. I, Unless well, I they're think- us, in which case, which we Boom. reason why we can never be the room. a fucking doctor. You imagine us, the doctor in and the, the nurse. Room, like, You're the doctor. You get this baby, You're the doctor. I'm the nurse. <laughs> Um, because me, fuck like, gender stereotypes. Me doing the vaginal exam, and I'm just like in her vagina still, and I'm like fuck, and it like echoes in there. <laughs> like, can you imagine you in there and you and I'm like I'm I'm the fucking I'm holding the sheet. <laughs> like, can like, we get can we get like a fucking echo effect of just like fuck. Nurse Kenny, we got a problem. Nurse Kenny, Nurse <laughs> Kenny, get your ass over here. You're just like, what the fuck? Oh, no, huh. girl. And then you just it's look up from the sheet good. and you look at me. And then I just I look at you and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I just think that I I feel like nurses and doctors and first responders and police officers and all those folks just have an ability to like triage information, particularly medical folks Mm -hmm. have an ability to just kind of like triage like, okay, so here are the facts. The facts are she didn't deliver this baby. Um, The facts are this somebody else delivered this baby. We need to find that person and we need to figure out what's going on Um, and who we need to call now is the police. But we need to keep this person calm in the short term so that they don't freak the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. You know? Well, makes sense. So I respect a mad respect to our medical. This is just me trying to be a diplomat. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she didn't murder someone to get this baby. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they probably were like, "Something's wrong," because <laughs> we also have to consider her demeanor, which I'm sure was frightening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And if it wasn't frightening on the way in, it was definitely frightening after they realized that she had not uh-huh. delivered this baby that she said she had just delivered. Yeah. Looking up from that curtain, she's just looking back at you. Huh. Fucking yeah. just willing you to like believe it. Everything's great. Yep. Uh-huh. She could be like my OBGYN and, and <laughs> that time that my OBGYN just like looked up at me and was like, you have a very mobile cervix. And I was like, well, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know it was supposed to move. Is it supposed to be mobile? I, I didn't think it was supposed to. Uh, I think it was a mobile cervix. It was either a mobile cervix or a mobile uterus. I don't know. We we something's we, mobile. Some shit's we love. It's around. on the go. It's on it's the like go. Fucking, she is a girl like, on the go. Fucking, it's fucking Boost Mobile up in there. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Boost Mobile. Instead yeah. of a fucking uh, uterus, it's just one of those little Boost Mobile kiosks yeah. <laughs> that you find in the mall. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And in that case, we have uh, life imprisonment without the possibility Great. of parole, which I feel like is the appropriate, the correct sentence uh, I mean, in that case. Yeah. Um, because there, there is like a, like a, a heightened... There's a heightened sense of aggression i feel like in this case particularly with the mentioning of you know it is overkill and that's something that um you know we don't we don't see a ton in these cases is you know like i said i tried to curate cases that that brought in their own sort of unique elements Mm -hmm. to the topic at hand and this one um the sort of unusual element that we see is the aggression that we're seeing um she had 15 to between 15 and 30 blows and then those bite marks that were on her right arm um and the cuts to her right breast 
in addition to the cuts on her abdomen, to me suggest a level of maliciousness um, on the part of um, of the perp, on, on the part of Karina Roberts. Yeah. I don't understand. So, like, I, I mean, I get that there are ways that you can change your body to make it appear like you are being pregnant. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that they're like you said, gain weight, you know, you can there's certain things that you can probably do. Yeah, there's prosthesis you can wear. But I just it's really difficult for me to understand how someone gets away with that in such a like, you know, they have two kids and a and a boyfriend or yeah. husband, whatever it was. Yeah. Um like I just don't understand like how how does she get away with faking that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've never, like, you know, fucking been in that situation, I guess. But, like, I don't know how, like, how could he not see that she was faking a pregnancy? So there's there's multiple, and of course it's different in every case. And I don't know, this particular case, I'm not really sure of, like, the dimensions of her body. I do know that if you're carrying excess weight... It can be easier to fake a pregnancy because you're not going to show as quickly. You're not going to show as pronounced as as opposed to if you're like 110 pounds. It's going to be pretty obvious whether you're pregnant or whether you're not. Yeah. But also Um, she was claiming to have twins, too. Right. You know what I mean? And like you're telling me that like he didn't, I mean, go with her to a doctor's appointment. But the other part of that is, you know, it's very... You would be surprised what people would believe simply because they don't want to be uncomfortable. If I came to you like several weeks from now and I was like, Kenny, I'm pregnant. And then as time, you'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever, fuck it. Uh, And then as time goes on, if it became increasingly obvious that I was not pregnant, most people will sort of try to like align reality with what they want to believe right Mm, you don't want to believe that this person is really suffering from a fairly severe mental illness and is definitely having some sort of problem right Mm -hmm. because that means that you know then you have to seek out help for that person well you don't have to but you should seek out help for that person you have to confront this problem that is scary because this person you know is having trouble And that disrupts your reality. So you will try to align what you are seeing in reality with what you want to believe to be true so that there's not a disconnect there and there's not a problem there for longer than you think you probably would. It's it's part of our survival mechanism, kind of. Um, And it's sort of how we deal with things. It's not necessarily good, but you're not necessarily, you are not as objective a receiver of information about people who are close to you as you think you are. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why um, mental illness is so pervasive and it's one of the reasons why it's so important to talk about mental illness because, you know, people will ignore symptoms of suicidal ideation. People will ignore symptoms of self-harm because we don't like those things and we don't want those things to be happening to people who we love or to us in some cases, we don't want to own that. Um, so we just kind of sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not happening. And it's like this open secret that it's not happening. But it, it is and it does. Yeah. And it's normal. And it's, I mean, it's not normal, but it's normal to go through stages of, you know, 
you get mentally sick just like you get physically sick and with help you work through it and everything's okay true true that so, yeah all right i have one more case thank god i have one more case uh this one takes place in 2017 so this next case uh has a very uncommon element uh-huh i'm in, concerned in this case the crime was actually carried out by a couple instead of a delusional woman acting alone with the more common motive to please her partner in fargo north dakota this case actually happened in fargo fargo like the movie in fargo north dakota in 2017 william hohen 32 years old and brooke cruz 38 were charged on august 28th 2017 oh shit with conspiring to kidnap and murder pregnant savannah graywind who was 22 at the time and to kidnap her baby graywind's body was found in the river eight days after she disappeared on august 19th the newborn named hazley joe survived cruz pled guilty and said graywind was still alive when she performed the cesarean on her Mm-hmm. So, um, in this I said, case, oh shit, because that's Katie's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. Yeah. As as I was researching, I was like, oh man. And I tried <laughs> to think like what I was doing on my birthday in 2017, and I couldn't fucking remember. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. And then it just wasn't important. I was like, uh, okay. Um, probably eating something. Probably, most likely. Um. Yeah, so this case, very strange. It's very rare. This is the only case that I know of involving fetal abduction where the partner is actually in on it and they're actually doing it together. Like it's an actual, like it's planned together. Normally the partner is totally out of the loop on this shit. The partner either travels a lot and isn't home to see um, the perpetrator that much um, as they decline into this state. The partner is distant and the person who's perpetrating the fetal abduction is is doing this as part of, you know, we'll have a baby and that'll fix everything. That'll bring us closer together. Having a baby is the solution to all these problems that we have in the distance in our marriage or our relationship or whatever. Here's a clue. It never is. It never is. It never is. I mean, why not try something at least fun like a trip to the Bahamas or go to Mexico? Like, Or maybe... Even maybe if it doesn't work, it'll still ad- be fun. Adopt a dog? Like... You know, I mean, don't even bring the dog into that. Don't dog bring dogs pet, into broken maybe. homes. I mean, or like, let's think about it here. But like, why don't you just go on a trip? Like, go on a trip to like go to. Here's the thing: go to a nude beach. That, that's what you should mm. do if your relationship's on the rocks. And then you'll look around at everybody else, and you'll be like, "Man, I really should just stay in this relationship with you because I shouldn't be here on the nude beach. <laughs> I, <laughs> neither one of us is sufficient." No, I mean, I don't think anybody at nude beaches, I think the people that go to nude beaches are the people that like just don't give a fuck. I want to go to one because I, I don't give a fuck. I, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It's on my bucket list. Um, No, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't know. Yeah. So this case, um, you know, it just happened in 2017, so there's there's less information out there about this particular case. This would be maybe a good one to come back and revisit later and do, like, more of a deep dive on. But um, this case is very interesting to me because instead of being – most of these fetal abduction stories are, 
you know, a relationship that's on the rocks or that's growing distant and you have one person who's really struggling with delusional thinking, who's really struggling with mental illness and they just sort of decline and decline until, you know, we get to the logical plan of cutting a fetus out of a living, breathing human being. Um, And then the partner, when everything comes out, is shocked. Um, yeah. and, and very taken aback, very, you know, looking back, the signs were there, but it was, it was either ignored or missed or what have you. Um, in this case though, the two conspired together, um, to do this and they were actually a little older than most, um, they were, they were older than most of the folks that we talked about today being that he was 32 and she was 38. So kind of an interesting element. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fargo, fucked up place. I'm just kidding. If you love Fargo, we love you. I mean, shit. I love the Fargo. World shit, is a fucked up place. I just, I'll collaborate with Fargo on some fucking tourism. Hell yeah, get Willie H Macy in that shit. Yeah, he's never seen the movie, so it's like, it's struggling. Never, he's I've struggling. Never he's never seen the movie. I mean, Fargo. I, no, I've never nothing about it. Why would, why would I want to go? It's see a really movie? good movie. We should watch it. What's it about? It's about a lot, but I can right, tell I'm you completely that out somebody gets fed through a wood chipper. Now I'm back in. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was out, and then I'm back in. Yes. Wood chipper. Uh, I actually think you would like it. Hmm. It's good. It's a Coen Brothers film. Anyway, what was your comment that I Girl, totally I don't even on? know. I don't know. It probably wasn't much of anything, to be honest, <laughs> because I just, here's the thing, like, don't don't cut fetuses out of people like it ain't it ain't that's not it like it's not it's, it's not, not it, it. i mean not. It, it's not it like i i mean what if you get it and you don't went through all that and you come to find out you don't even like kids you know what a lot of people are finding that in quarantine a lot of people are finding that they just fucking hate their kids and you know it's not mm-hmm. worth it sis just I, adopt a dog like i mean yeah Adopt a cat. They're better anyway than kids. Um, <laughs> just saying. No, I'm just kidding. We love all of our, um, little, our or, little haunted heart next gen. Of course we do. Of course we do. Autumn babies. We, 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 love, we love the little, the little spooksters. Um, but I still, I still say, like, you don't even know if you're going to like kids after this. And then you've done went and, like, cut a whole kid out of somebody. And, like... And I'm, I don't know if y'all can hear the cops now, but like, they I mean, that's, they're coming for you at the end of it. At the end of the day, name one person that that has worked out for. Hmm? It ain't you. Mm-mm. It ain't nobody. Cause it doesn't work out. That's not what happens. So I mean, I guess though, to play devil's advocate, if it did work out successfully, we would never hear about it. Here's because the it would deal, never though. be reported. Um, there are certain things that one could do, like maybe seek adoption even though if you are already thinking this you probably shouldn't be adopting anyway and you should be seeing a therapist you should go to a mental institution for 20 months i hear they work wonders especially that one you know great in and out um i even drive through service now shit probably drive through mental health we love that um and i just don't like there's so many other options that you could that you could do. I mean, I'm shit, girl. I'm pretty sure that you could fucking go to Craigslist, and someone could would probably give you their baby. <laughs> Maybe 
I mean, let's be real. Let's be real to the state of the world. If you were just up front and was like, hey, if you don't want your baby, give it to me. <laughs> Do people still use Craigslist? No. Anyway, for, well, we're treading into dangerous I'm area. just saying that there are uh, there are so many other methods. Here's I the mean, thing. If you are thinking that you might want to do this, just go ahead and make a list. Um, you know how people like make those lists in quarantine of like 10 things you can do uh, instead of leaving your house? And it's like number one color in a Jeff Goldblum coloring book. Number two, <laughs> bake a special dinner. Number three, have a picnic in the living room. All that shit. But um, I do want to end on a on a brighter note. You know, I like to end our darker episodes on brighter note. Do we? Going forward. Since I do. When? I like to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a brighter spot. Um, so for that, let's take a look at the attempted fetal abduction of Tika Adams. And this is a super famous case. It took place in Washington, D.C. in oh, December hey. of 2009. Stones throw away. Yes. Now, but no, 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 this ain't fair. You told me we were done. Sorry. It's th- This one's good, though. Um, well, I mean, it's not good, but it's, <laughs> I'm like, it's a brighter note. Um, okay. So in D.C. in December 2009, Tika Adams tw- was 29 years old, homeless, and nine months pregnant. She was abducted by an acquaintance named Veronica Doremus, who was age 40. Doremus enlisted the help of her 17-year-old son to tie up Adams and hold her captive for four days. During those four days, Doremus Doremus unsuccessfully attempted to extract the fetus. Adams was able to escape, barely clinging to life, and severely injured. A neighbor called 911, and both Adams and her fetus survived. The cesarean was completed at a hospital, and the baby was named Miracle. In, two, in November 2010, Veronica Doremus was sentenced to 25 years imprisonment on a plea bargain for first-degree assault. And what about her son? I don't know whether the son, it doesn't, he was a minor at the time, so it doesn't say whether he was, you know, yeah, whether he went yeah, to a facility okay. or what happened. Well. Um, and... To be fair, we don't know to what degree he was compelled, and we don't know to what degree he participated. Maybe he helped to tie her up, but he didn't do anything else. Maybe, you know, we don't know. He was a minor, so we. I'm sure that there's some level of compulsion there, being compelled. Hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah. Well. So, but in this case, both mama and baby lives, and they are doing just fine. And I love that she named the baby Miracle. That's very sweet. That is very sweet. And um, yeah, it's crazy to think about the the trauma of that. Mm-hmm. And like, how in the hell do you like, like, how do you come back from that? And even so much so as for like the victims of the, the babies yeah. that have been cut out and essentially were torn from their mothers. Like you have to think about the psychological impacts of that as well. Um, and the trauma sustained from fucking infancy, right? Like you weren't even brought into this world before you were traumatized on such a level. And it's, um, just really difficult to sort of, and to, to think about the people that have to go through that Mm -hmm. and, um, how they deal with things. Um, so, yeah, I like I like that case because it it worked out okay in the end. Uh, it's a it's a tough case to talk about because you know she was sort of struggling, um, and I think that she was taken advantage of because of that. Yeah. Uh, in this particular case, which is very um, whole whole another type of crime 
That's a whole other subject. Yes. Well, thank you for those riveting cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I again am have thoroughly been knocked down. Uh, <laughs> I thoroughly bummed just, you out. You've thoroughly bummed. No, I'm just kidding. It's been great. Um, but I do have <gasps> an email. Ooh, we have an email. We do have an email. I, I promised you that at the start of the episode, didn't I? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read that today. I didn't ask if I could read this. So I'm not going to tell the person's <laughs> name or not. But I'm excited. I've, I I'm, I like this email. Yeah. So we did get an email, um, thankfully, <laughs> from someone uh, who isn't a lawyer trying to get a shutdown. Uh, I'm looking at you, Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, okay, so it says, okay, well, first of all, the title says, your t-shirts are haunted, <laughs> probably. Which was an email that we immediately had to click on. I was like, we were what? Like, what? We didn't pay extra for that. Uh-uh. So, and it goes, okay, y'all are amazing, and I love ya. To break this down, I have one of your Ouija board t-shirts. I bought it on Black Friday, and I'm in love with it. Until it disappeared without a trace in February of this year. I tore apart my entire small apartment. Closets, garage, cars, and obviously I did laundry at least ten times since its disappearance. I had all but accepted a demon or deity saw it and wanted it and it was gone forever. Bummer, but it was always a sad point I would scream about when I got too drunk in quarantine. (laughs) I love that. I love it when you get drunk in quarantine and you scream about your lost haunted heart t-shirt. A mood. (laughs) Until last night. I was folding laundry like I did every Sunday night, and there was nothing I hadn't worn out of the ordinary. And lo and behold, there in the clean laundry is my t-shirt. I don't know how. I don't know why the demon or deity decided to give it back, but I can't explain it. Nonetheless, I'm happy it's back. Thought you may enjoy this story. Feel free to share it. Oh, they did say feel free to share it. So I'm glad I did. All right. Uh, or don't. Your because wishes are commands. I love this, though, because it's like, feel free to share it or don't. <laughs> because it could be nothing. But I think life is way more interesting to think a deity took it without permission and eventually tried to low-key give it back. Love that. Stay spooky. Uh, I'm just going to say it, Callie from Minnesota. Love that. Um, there are actually little house house ghosts, little ghosties, little entities. I was going to say, sounds you like you can get. Like you might get some, like or some Faye might be fucking with you, but that's hey. a whole other. You know, they like to steal shit and then give it. You know, they like you, to you can get there. little pol- poltergeists or little um, like little gremlins that will just fuck with you like in little ways like little mm-hmm. tiny and it doesn't you know in most cases it doesn't escalate to anything like really vicious it's just like them fu- it's literally just them fucking with you so they'll like yeah. move your keys or like move your belt or like move your fucking haunted heart t-shirt and shit like that so um it co- it totally could be something like well that. i'm glad it showed back up yeah. we love that yeah that was a fun email. Hell yeah. I'm not trying to have fucking gremlins stealing our fucking merch from I our mean, fans. what man. is going on? No, we're not Damn. doing that. No, don't do that. Give it back. Give it back. Look, gremlin, order your own merch. Order please, merch for you. Please. And also to appease the bestial gods in your home. Uh-huh. How about that? How yep. about that? Yep. And um, while you're at it, while you're on your computer ordering merch, 
You can also follow us on all of our socials. You can mm-hmm. hit us up on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. You can find us on Facebook by searching The Haunted Heart Podcast. Now, you'll find our Facebook page if you'll just give us a like. Uh, and you will also find our closed Facebook group. Now, when I mentioned the watch party earlier, that's where we would be posting the details about that. So if you are interested in doing watch parties with us, if you are interested in uh, talking with uh, Kenny and myself, as well as our Murder Mod Squad, as well as the, I almost said, as well as the countless members. The countless <laughs> as well, No, we can count. You can count. <laughs> Actually, Facebook counts up for you and puts it right up there. Yep, it sure does. Um, but you can talk with everybody else in the group uh, about episodes, about true crime-related topics, horror-related topics, supernatural uh-huh. topics, fucking memes. We the love best all memes. of it. Yeah, the best memes. Fire-ass memes in this group, Fucking the best. So definitely join there. It's a closed Facebook group. That's just for your privacy so that everybody else on your friends list doesn't know all the spooky shit that you're into. But if you do request to join, either Kenny, myself, or a member of our Murder Mod Squad will approve you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're trying to abduct fetuses, in which case we are gonna, t- we're gonna have deny. a very serious conversation with we're you gonna, about getting help. We're gonna escalate that to HR, um, and HR is is us, and <laughs> um, and we're gonna say, we're gonna yeet it out, of and we're there. gonna yeet you right the fuck out of there. Please don't do that. Um, yeah. But also, like if you uh, you if you head to our website, you uh, will find merch there. If you're interested in wanting to see what that little Ouija board T-shirt looks like, yeah, and apparently it's fucking haunted. So if it's um, haunted, yeah, it might be haunted. I'm it's a haunted T-shirt. I'm expecting sales to spike now that we've learned. <laughs> I'm expecting sales to spike just like the sound waves when I get excited about something on this fucking show. Yeah, or okay. your or your nipples when you know you talk about things when people order new shirts like. Fucking ordering merch at thehauntedheart.com. <laughs> slapping that merch tab is like slapping my ass. Yes. And we love it. Whichever one. Like, <laughs> I mean, whichever. You can just interchange them. They're I mean, both pretty there. Much. Maybe both. Maybe. Two hands. Maybe. More fun. Um, and another right. thing that gets us excited. Now, we're not ending yet because I got to say it and I'm going to say it. <laughs> okay. You fucking leave us a review if you like this shit, <laughs> motherfucker. You do it right now. Under you duress. You leave this fuck you leave whatever you're listening on right now you go you leave us a review on facebook you leave us a review on the fucking uh fucking app fucking send us an email i don't give a shit just fucking do it okay and that's all i've got to say excellent excellent well i was just gonna also say if you're interested in they're gone they've left i was just gonna say if you're interested in bonus content or interested in getting an invocation on the show like you heard today, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash the haunted heart. Um, and we will fucking have shit on there for you. You know, it's 2020. You can do it. I believe in you. You yeah. can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash the haunted heart. And I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think, think I've that, sufficiently I think brought the mood down. You have brought it way, way down. It is on down there. So um, there's nothing less, nothing less left. Left. Less. Hmm. Stroke. Stroke. <laughs> I. It's clearly time for me to have another drink. Uh, no, there's nothing left for us to do here tonight, folks. So you know what you got to do. Until next time, when we come at you next week with more dark shit, more spooky shit, whether it be ghosts or true crime or coffin births, we might revisit that again or whatever the fuck it is we decide on. Until that time, you know what you got to do. Stay spooky. Or was it 